Welcome to the Kingdom Community. Many in the body of Christ long for authentic community and a spiritual family to belong to. We exist to connect, equip, and send you into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the kingdom of God on the earth. To learn more about us, please visit kingdomcommunity.global. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, good evening, everybody. Good evening, Facebook family and friends. Welcome to the house. It is the Kingdom House download today. And uh, I am excited today to see all of you. And please, if you have any comments or questions, this is the time that you can chat with us because I have a very special guest and we will be getting a lot tonight or today, wherever you are, get your pens and notebook. And uh, my guest, I'm not going to wait too long to introduce him. I, I really am so honored, you know, because this man of God is 100% or more about occupying the earth and doing business for the Father, the kingdom man. I know he's originally from Canada, but he is now in Texas. And most of you have seen him in my timeline and my other pages. He is the CEO, of course, of Kingdom Community Global and Network as well. Uh, this season and time, my brothers and sisters, uh, even nature or the surrounding itself is pushing us to come together and be as one. It takes one community to really make a change and make an influence to the old uh, tradition of a community that is no longer relevant to the community we are in now. So... Uh, without further ado, I am going to bring my guest. I'm so honored, really, and I can't stop honoring him. It's just a pleasure, I, and I, I really am blessed to have his time with us today. So if you could do us a favor, I believe that it is really important to hear more about the good news of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And not only that, but let us hear testimonies. Let us hear things that are happening that we may not be seeing on the social media of what God is doing behind the scenes. And it is time to bring that out into the light to bring hope to what seems to be a darker time and season that we are in now. But yet someone, some group of people has to be like a John the Baptist, that they know what is to come in the future. So let me bring on my uh, brother and uh, teacher and also he, he, apostle, and he's doing so many things in the kingdom and resources uh in his website. So I'm going to bring in Glenn Blakeney. Here we go. Hey, Glenn, how are you? I'm doing very well, Nancy. So blessed to be with you tonight on your show. It's awesome privilege, honestly. Oh, thank you, Glenn. Thank you so much. You know how it is that when you see uh, you're a brother or sister 
and it just gives you like a different kind of effect that you just smile, you just be joyful and you're just, you know, you in the secular word, it's called the happy feeling, <laughs> but in the kingdom, it's a joy. Um, so, uh, Glenn, you can go ahead and introduce yourself to those who may not know you yet, and but I know some of them already are, and you can greet all our friends and family on Facebook. Sure. Okay. Thank you so much. It's really an honor for me to be with everyone tonight. Bless you guys for watching, and um, my name is Glenn Blakeney, and I'm the founder and president of a ministry called Awake Nations. But as uh, Nancy already mentioned, we have something called the Kingdom Community. And the Kingdom Community is a recent innovation, really, um, just less than a year ago, really, that we started this formally. But it's really growing, and God's doing a great work. And uh, I think we're at a place right now where we're just getting ready for really the best part of Kingdom Community is about to be released. We just upgraded our website. Mm. updated it's like a brand new website we have a lot of information on it telling people about why would they want to be part of a kingdom community and uh, we're not a denomination we're not a religious organization we're not trying to build a network but we believe and like what you're doing for example nancy you know you've got people you've been connected to and you've been influencing them and helping them in so many different ways over these years and you know, we want to help support you and pray for you and, and do whatever we can to encourage you, inspire you and so on. And really, it's the body of Christ coming together. And I just want to mention one thing, uh, Nancy, I, I was met, I said this to someone the other day. We were talking about Kingdom Community Television. More and more people are inquiring about that. They're very interested in it. And um we were talking about how um, basically the the well-known ministers, you know, the, the big name ministers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, my point was, look, guys, there's people that we have on Kingdom Community Television that have a lot of people are watching their videos and they aren't necessarily internationally recognized. They're not on television you know, yeah. they don't have a mega church or whatever. And uh, I mentioned you. I said I was looking at the statistics <laughs> for people that are w watching your uh, videos on Kingdom Community Television. And quite a quite a few people are watching, Nancy. So that's awesome. So shout out to you. <laughs> well done. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to you, Glenn, because, you know, as far as I know, there are many Kingdom Networks TV out there. And when you started it, I really wasn't very familiar with it. And I thought it was really a time and a great, great platform uh, to usher in the body of Christ with the kingdom mindset. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, um, you know, it is just a, a like you said, it's just a beginning and it's already upgrading and moving upward. And I know more to come. And we are to really get along, you know, with how the world system is progressing their side. So now as kingdom citizens and sons of God, we are to also step into because what the world can do, 
we can do as well and even more yeah, uh, because we are seeing even uh, greater spiritual things in the invisible. And God is using this technology so that the kingdom message can be advanced. And, uh, you know, I know you travel a lot, Glenn, so you let us know about your travel as well. You uh, go out there as an apostle and, you know, really, I mean, I am very impressed and I'm just, uh, uh, you know, inspired on how you reach out people by traveling in different parts of the world and getting into their culture. And what that is what the kingdom of God is, is getting into mm-hmm. others' culture and then interject mm-hmm. or insert like, hey, I came from, let's say, Canada or United States. I'm bringing my culture to you and I'll show you. I'll demonstrate you what my culture is. So now as a son of God and representative of the kingdom, we're not only bringing our natural culture, but we're bringing a culture that is uh, above the culture of anything here in this world. So share with us those um you know, experiences and travel as well. When, what do you see out there really? And you are directly hands on with a lot of your travel uh, with different countries. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Um, first of all, going back to when I was saved, when I got saved, my mom was the first one in our family to become a Christian mm-hmm. and truly born again, filled with the Spirit. Then she took me to different churches and events. And, you know, I went to Catherine Kuhlman meetings when I was a young child and was actually healed. And so I've always believed in the power of the Holy Spirit and miracles, but went through this um, really convergence where I feel now I'm just at the place where really I'm, I'm doing what God wanted me to do. And it's a process for all of us to get there, right? I mean, we yes. don't, it takes time to get there. But I feel like I've really found my niche, so to speak. This is my calling. This mm. is what I'm doing. And it's really helping equip the body of Christ and minister internationally. And um, so obviously during COVID, not a lot of international travel was happening uh, a little bit. But I, I've been <clears throat> recently to Brazil and uh, just powerful what we saw. Um, God moved so powerfully, so many miracles, salvations, deliverances, baptism of the Holy Spirit, just so many demonstrations of the kingdom. But I literally just returned from Canada and I was in uh, Ontario in Canada in an area called Kitchener-Waterloo which is probably about 40 miles or so, um, maybe 50 miles west of Toronto. And while I was there, you know, you could really feel the oppression because things have been very, very difficult for people, you know, during COVID because basically believers weren't getting together very often because of lockdowns, complete lockdowns. Mm. And so they're still just trying to come out of that. And so it was, it was tough in that sense, but we saw the Holy spirit show up. Amen. um, Particularly for me, the Sunday morning, we did a Friday night event, a Saturday night event. It was kind of plowing the ground and God did some great things, but Sunday morning, 
wow, it was powerful. And then Sunday night again as well. So it was a great time in hanging out with people and really seeing the kingdom come in power. But then after that, I was able to go to Quebec or, mm. and Quebec is um, <clears throat> actually a really interesting place. Not only is it predominantly French speaking, it is officially French speaking, um, but it's actually very unreached. The population mm. of true born again, spirit filled Christians, even what the, and not spirit filled, even evangelical Christians in Quebec is 0.5%. So half a percent, half a percent. So technically that's um, what you would consider, what missiologists would call unreached people. If your population is less than 2% Christian, then they would consider you unreached. So um, I ministered at two different locations. Uh, the church I was at on the weekend on the Sunday morning was powerful what God did. So many miracles happened. People were healed, delivered, set free. And just there was just such a powerful move of God's spirit. We've got some of the testimonies coming forth of what the Lord did. And then Sunday night, I was in another part of the Montreal area where um there were some great people there. A good friend is is a pastor of that church. Both churches, good friends. And I was able to teach on deliverance and, and helping people to walk through deliverance as well. And just to go to these kind of places really makes me come alive. And I feel like my calling, and this is something that I really feel the church needs to embrace as well, is that the Lord wants us to go to unreached people. And we often, what we're doing is, you know, if you just look at statistics, we're preaching to the same group of people, same people in the same church week after week. <laughs> True. And and uh, often, you know, we thank God for, for those who are faithful and we need to gather together. But there's a world out there that still desperately needs Jesus. They've never heard the gospel in these gospel dead zones, these gospel deprived places in the world. And with the population of the world right now, just more than 7.8 billion. And still there's some who would say around 3 billion are considered wow. unreached still. So that's a lot of people that are unreached less than 2%. And Many of them are just so open to the gospel when you go to them. They're just like, they just receive the gospel so easily, mm -hmm. especially when you go in the power of the Holy Spirit with miracles and signs and wonders and they see that. And, you know, I've, I've seen that in your homeland in the Philippines, mm -hmm. um, in the southern part of the Philippines, down in Mindanao and in parts of Visayas, like out in Leyte and the the island of Leyte, we were way on the other side in Palampan. And, and there's a lot of people over there who had never really understood the gospel and, um, you know, different religions. But we saw that. And even in another time on a rural, a remote part of the island of Palawan, mm. we did a, an outdoor kind of gospel festival with music and 
the barangay captain, he told us at first uh, that we were not welcome to go there. And so we began to pray and he came back and he changed his mind. He said we could go there, but they had no church there at all. Wow. Yeah. And so we went there and we ministered. We had music, worship, testimonies, and we prayed for people. We didn't even know the barangay captain was there. And he got so touched by the Holy Spirit that he fell on the ground. Wow. Um, and he was instantly healed. He wow. he got up and he asked permission to he asked me permission if he could speak to the people of his barangay and before he was telling us we couldn't come, but now he's asking permission. <laughs> so he w got up and he told everyone how he was healed. And he said, you need to listen to these people. God is with them. Hallelujah. And he said, you know, I'm not a religious person. That's what he told everyone. He said, but God is with these people. You need to listen to them. So we were able to um, actually start a church there with a partnership of, of a church, another couple of churches nearby, and uh, and so on. So we've seen God do some amazing things in areas where the gospel is is really virtually non-existent even. And looking forward to going to some other places um, in later this year in Asia as well, like Thailand and places like that, Indonesia. But um, when I do go to the places where there is a strong um, Christian population, mm -hmm. I go there to help inspire, motivate, and equip the saints to go out and make a difference, <laughs> you know, not just to be um, just waiting you know, the kind of the, the evacuation mindset. No, we have to have an occupation mindset, occupy until he comes. So, yes. Yeah. Wow, that is very powerful, Glenn. And I can see that that really is your calling. You know, that is what God has ordained for you because it, um, you know, for other people, it's a very difficult thing. But mm -hmm. you could see that it already runs in your spiritual blood, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like it's already in your blood. Right. And I like when you said that there are Christians out there um, mm -hmm. that I think are still really just hanging on to mm -hmm. um, be fed continually. Mm -hmm. Like I think their, the mindset uh, really has to move a little bit further mm -hmm. than just uh, being a Christian. Mm -hmm. uh, and and go to church and uh, share the gospel of the kingdom of God, which is good. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I know the Bible says that the harvest is ready, but the laborers are few. Right. Now, how would you, I'm thinking the laborers are few, and I think about how Jesus really went out there to uh, be amongst people and just actually not just right away, share about the kingdom but be with them in like in their natural set of uh time and condition and minister along what they're going through life i believe you know when he interacted with matthew or with uh, even zacchaeus and uh, the martha and mary he I, I you know he just came in um as just a person, uh, not uh, 
probably having a uh, a heart to like, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing something to really, I think he was normally living a lifestyle, which I believe you are doing because you are amongst the people in the culture mm-hmm. and embracing that and getting to know that. So, uh, and I agree with you, but there are some questions that are kind of just stuck in that mode of mm-hmm. waiting for what the future of the heaven and the rapture of course we know that and just uh being you know comfortable and sticking on that Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think really you know what could we do and i say that because i travel sometimes but i know i don't go out as much as you do wow Uh, what could you say about how can we be effective that when we travel somewhere, not just having an event or something like a short-term uh, effect or impact on a place, uh, but at the same time, making sure that it's moving forward from then on. You, I know, have a lot of people that you have influenced. And how do you keep up or how, how do you transfer that or delegate that? I mean, what is your strategy with that? Well, yeah, well, it's a good question. Um, Well, I'm still learning uh, a lot, that's for sure. But one of the things that I realized, again, the way I think it's very simple, um, I just look at Jesus, what he did, and I try to learn from his example, his pattern. So, when we look at how he interacted with the disciples, as you mentioned, what he did, I mean, he spent time with them. He didn't just go and preach to large crowds. Um, yes. But he spent time investing in a small group of, of men and women, too, um, because we know Luke 8, 1, it talks about the women that follow Jesus and it mentioned mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene and some other significant women. Yeah. So. He spent time pouring into them, teaching them, training them, loving them, building relationship with them, and challenging them, really. Uh, Of course, he ministered to their needs, like Mary Magdalene needed set free um, of demons, so he ministered to her. And, And he just continued to do this, so he raised up people. And I think, for me, these days, I'm really much more intentional and strategic in what I do. I'll go p- to a place and, yeah, I minister and we see miracles and the Holy Spirit shows up. We always see deliverances, healings, baptism of the Holy Spirit, salvations. and But ultimately, um, I want to be able to spend time really teaching and training people, especially... Yes. Those who really, it's not just quote unquote leaders, because Mm. what we're really passionate about in the kingdom community, and we talk about this on our website, which by the way is kingdomcommunity.global, brand new website with a lot of information. What we, we talk about is how each member of the body of Christ needs to rise up and assume their place in the body. And there's been emphasis on the fivefold. We need to see the restoration of apostles and prophets. That's important. 
We've mm. been talking about the kingdom for a while now. Um, and, and yet to actually move and see the fulfillment of Ephesians 4, not just verse 11, but verses 12 through 16 in particular, where the whole, every member, each part is doing what they're called to do. God created us as members of his yes. And there's no one who's more important than another. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, even though it says God said in the church, first the apostles, secondarily prophets, that's not meaning in terms of importance, but that's talking about priority. You know, because mm. Jesus chose apostles, but he also, in order to continue the ministry, and in fact, apostles, really, if you want to talk about that, and prophets, because it says in Ephesians 2.20, they're the foundation of the church, then what do you, if you're building something, what do you, what do, you do first? Well, you lay the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. And if the foundation isn't proper, uh, then you can't do the rest of the building. It, it just won't stand. Wow. So apostles and prophets need to be restored, truly. Tonight I'm doing a webinar on the prophetic, and but there's really, and I'm, I'm not trying to give away uh, any information here, but I'm really going to be challenging people that we've really don't understand the purpose of the prophetic. We think it's just to get a word. You know, a lot of mm-hmm, people, oh, mm-hmm. I need a word, I need a word, and that's the prophetic. But that's, there's so much more to it than that. So it's really important that we recognize that apostles and prophets are foundational and that they really build up. And so we have to equip the saints. So there are many people that are body parts, but they're not part of the body. And what I mean by that is, they say, oh, this is my gift. I know who I That's am. That's good. <laughs> I have my ministry, this yeah. is my function and my calling. And they're out there mm-hmm. on their own just doing something. They might have a few friends, a small community or a network. But there's so many out there that are great people, love the Lord, but they're just not connected. And, and there's a couple of reasons for that. Obviously, yeah. some people just don't value community and being connected mm-hmm. to the body. And so they just kind of do their own thing. They think, well, I'm busy enough. So it's hard enough for me to get things done. But then we also have um, particularly fivefold ministry leadership that really don't value equipping the whole body. Wow. And giving place to each person and spending time with them and pouring into them and raising them up. And that's not, you know, who Jesus was. Jesus was so significant in intentional and equipping and raising up others. So let's not just be body parts, but let's be part of the body. Yes, you have an important role to play. You know, you can be a finger, you can be an ear or whatever you may be. But <laughs> if you're just a finger or an ear on your own, <laughs> there's no life. So we need to be connected. And I understand there's, there's, you can't connect with everyone. Not, not yes. everyone um, necessarily believes 
uh, the truth even or the fullness of the spirit or, or whatever. And that's why Ephesians 4 talks about coming to the unity of the faith, mm. the fullness of the stature of Christ. And then out of that place, then we can each joint supplies, you know, and the whole body grows. And so we need one another and there's um, no one that's more important. And my role is to really help people uh, to equip them, which mm -hmm. is very interesting what that word really means to equip and then to see them uh, fully function, you know, functionable in as a member of the body of Christ. Yeah, that's that's very good, Glenn, when you said about um, being a member of the body and, and not just a part, but you got to be a member. And I can understand, you know how it is, Glenn, you're right, that many people cannot really be connected with everybody. I, you can you can stay connected in some ways, but there are some like if you're a body part, you are a neck. Well, you're going to have circle of your community of the shoulder and your the ribs. So you can't connect directly to the foot. Right. Uh, but that doesn't mean don't discount that. And I, right. you know, so what happens, I think, Glenn, this is very good that you brought that up about the body. So what happens is that if the foot is not being recognized by the knee and the hip, then they might feel like, hey, what am I? I have something that I can do. And, and uh, uh, as a member of the body, this is what I'm called to do. But maybe the, the head or whoever doesn't recognize it. So what they do is they leave that community. They right. leave and they say, hey, I am not uh, being recognized here or I'm not being trained right. to do how to not just walk, but I need to know how to run. Like right. if you're on the feet part of the body, I need yeah. to know how to run because I know yeah. there's more to me than yeah. just walking. I'm here to leap. I'm here to dance. I'm here to do this. And so what happens probably is that those uh, people will then kind of cut themselves away in that, you know, body. Yeah. And when they do, <clears throat> uh, they were able to do some things on their own, like they yeah. are independent, but. They can only do it for so long, Glenn, because the blood flow, I'm just, I don't know why I'm thinking this, a cut foot, the blood flow can only last, you know, several days or whatever. And then after a while, you feel like, oh, I can't really do this alone. And it's been proven by a lot of us, right? And leaders. It's uh, sometimes I do want to be on my own because I have my own thinking like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'm a foot and nobody's really. So I do that. But it always brings me back to like, no, you can't you can't really do it. And I think that is what the body of Christ should remember that you may not be directly connected to Glenn, but Glenn is still connected with the whole uh you know, body of Christ. And we're only as kind, like you said, Glenn, that when you go certain parts, you want to equip those people that are really intentional and have the fire to do so. But not everyone still will be out there. Like, you know, I'm, I'm talking about Judas and of course he was called, but he's not going to be there. And, but that should not hinder us. And I think, 
I believe that it's not about the numbers because it's not going to work. Sure. You will be so scattered yeah. and you will be diluted on the effectiveness of your gift. Right. If you're not really assigned to a large number of people, but learn how to delegate and equip them, like you said, like Moses, mm -hmm. he cannot handle all those uh, Israelites. So he had called on, hey, who are the ones that are really spirit filled here and have yeah. the wisdom? And that alone should Motiv not motivate us, but to inspire us to do so right. and break the mindset of having more people. And if you don't see yourself, you don't have a lot, you get discouraged, but know that you are more effective like what Jesus did. He spent more time to the disciples right. um, and really those who followed him. Hmm. because it has to also come from the ones who's going to follow you. They have to yeah. to stick to it. Um, go right. ahead and Glenn and, and say that example. Oh, yeah. No, I, I just completely agree with what you just said. And, you know, again, when you look at Jesus, yes, he preached to the multitudes, but he would withdraw. He'd spend time with the 12, then the three, and then sometimes one-on-one. -on -one. And, you know, he had the 70 um, that he sent out. We see all of that. But ultimately, you can preach to, to many people, but you yes. cannot mentor many people. Yes, um, I agree. It's impossible. Like, you, we just no one has the capacity for Jesus to do 12. And then uh, I think personally, even for us to really pour into 12 people, uh, it's really... Interesting, because the way Jesus did it, too, was in community, mm. in real time. It wasn't just online. Um, so so that's part of it. But that that's really important. And then Paul said, what I you've heard, you've seen in me. He said, Timothy, I want you to entrust this to faithful men who will teach others. 2 Timothy 2, verse 2. So we have to find the right people. So going back to the analogy of being part of the body, members of the body, here we are, you know, my position is I'm connected to a few people and they influence me, they encourage me and vice versa. I might be able to contribute something to help them. Then there's people that I have kind of a an oversight position in, and it's not like done through kind of a top-down uh, way. It's relational. It's more, in some ways, paternal. Like right yes. now, I'm finding because I'm, you know, you you start getting up there in age. I'm in my fifties now, and you start to really feel people look to you differently. You know, when I was in my thirties. People didn't look to me like well, fatherly, very few people, maybe some teenagers, but, um, but, you know, so I'm at that place now where people look to me that way and also my wife. And, and so we, we really feel that responsibility. Hey, God bless you, Patrick. Thank you. Good to see you. I just was with him on the weekend. <laughs> hey, Patrick. Where's he from? Montreal. Hey, Canada. Patrick. Yeah. Good to see you here. Yeah. So um, I think we, we just need to look at who can we influence that will influence others. In other words, 
mentor the multipliers, mentor the mentors. And that's what Jesus did. Faith. Paul said that too. Faithful men who will teach others, pour into those guys and, and uh, spend your time really focused on them. See what's happening in many churches today. Mm -hmm. And this has been going on for years and pastors get so this causes burnout, frustration in 2000, 2020, sorry, in 2020 in the United States, we're told 4,000 churches shut down and 15,000 uh, ministers stepped out of ministry. 15,000 pastors stepped out of ministry in 2020. Now, I don't know exactly the full significance of those statistics, but it's pretty serious. So there's a lot of people, blessings, Monica from Toronto, yeah, that are really in a place where they're just like, I can't do this. The pressure's too much. And God never created one man or woman or a couple to, you know, just be all things to all men, even if it's a hundred people. That's true. That's not the way of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so we are to pour into a few, those who are faithful, and then raise them up so they, they can help shepherd the flock of God, teach, train, equip, disciple, all that stuff. And really, that's the way Jesus did it. That's the way we are supposed to do it as well. And when you look at his, the Lord's ministry when he was on the earth for about a year, all he did was he had 12 that followed him. They spent time with him as he went around healing the sick, preaching the kingdom, teaching the people, casting out demons. And then after a year, he spends a night in prayer. Luke's gospel says he comes down from the mountain and he appoints 12 of them to be apostles. Mark's account says in chapter three that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach the kingdom, you know, obviously to teach people, heal the sick, cast out demons. So at that point, things shifted, and he began to spend more and more time with these 12, raising them up, starting to send them out, release them. They served alongside with him. They shared the ministry with Jesus. And then, of course, eventually uh, he he said in Luke's gospel, I confer upon you a kingdom. So he gave the kingdom to them, told them to preach the kingdom to the nations. So, so important we get this right. Yeah, that's true. I really think, and and I agree with that, Glenn. Um, It has something that the leaders, the pastors, or, you know, missionaries that we get back into this uh, Mm. true kingdom mindset and the way Jesus did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we get uh, influenced by the world on how to determine success. And when we get out of focus on what success is in your ministry, mm-hmm. um, then that's where the world system uh, mm-hmm. kind of become the norm. Uh, yeah. And we got to stay away from that. Yeah. Not that 
we don't want to be involved in some strategies that's working out there because there are some strategies that we can get from what the world is doing and how to advance things. But that necessarily, that does not necessarily mean that right. that is what God's strategy is. It's still the same. He said Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And then I'm thinking, well, why is he still the same today? Because his principles and the way he uh, just uh, demonstrated and reached out people is still going to work today, not just the worldly system. It doesn't matter what the worldly system is doing to advance their agenda, but Jesus said the same yesterday, today, and forever, then I'm going to have to have to stick with what Jesus did yesterday and do it in the now. And you're right, it is just impossible to really directly mentor many people. And uh, I think you know, the leaders or the pastors, look, Jesus took only three years to really be with those 12 disciples Mm. and show them and train them and equip them of what they needed. Even to that time, they were not even ready until the Holy Spirit, until the Holy Spirit, uh, you know, came upon them. They were filled with it. So yeah. there is that uh, timeline and maybe I'm not, you know, trying to um, discourage in the church that you've been there for 10 years or 15 years. Right. And you, uh, you, I just, I just believe Glenn that everyone, even Paul said um, in Hebrew that you should, you ought to be teachers by now. Right. And what happens is if you stay like a babe, do you think uh-huh. that hinders the advancement of the kingdom? Right. <laughs> uh, that you ought to be teachers now. So, uh, you know, share with us more. What can you say directly, you know, um, and we're going to have open ears and l- l- leaders or those who have been in the ministry for a long time. You've seen this and you've known this. And there are some out there that has been in the ministry or not in, in the church, like for 15 years and 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet, what should they be expecting? Or, I mean... How should the leaders approach that, that there are some that might just want to be, hey, I'm just going to go here in the church and do what I need to do and maintain? Uh, Is there some kind of technique or not technique, an approach and a principle to that, if if I can pick your mind on that? Yeah, well, again, it goes all back. It goes back to the way Jesus did it. But the fact is, Jesus uh, really shunned the religious people and leaders of his day mm. because they were stuck in their ways. They had mindsets that were not that's right really congruent with his purpose, and so therefore um, he just couldn't work with them. So, so the reality is, there are people today, many people who have been in churches for years, they've been taught certain things, and they're stuck. And Mm -hmm. some of them um, are very eager to change. They want to change. Yes, that's true. Some are not. 
some, you know, it's like Jeremiah said, talked about that. He said, the prophets prophesy falsely, you know, the priests rule by their own authority and my people love to have it so. So uh, there's a mindset where people just want to do it. And, and there's people that want to control churches and, and control pastors who try to bring, take churches or apostles, whatever, into kingdom ways. And they, they just don't want it. There's church boards that do that. They, they just want to be a certain way, but that it's not according to the scripture. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Jesus talked about that in his day. He said, you make the word of God of none effect by your tradition. Second Timothy three, verse five, Paul said, In verse one, he talks about the last days, and then he talked about perilous times. There'll be evil people, traitors, lovers of self, not lovers of God, all these things, haughty, headstrong. And then he says in verse five, they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. Then he says, keep away from them, stay away from them. So that was pretty strong. That's pretty strong. Stay away from these people. They don't mm. want the gospel of the kingdom. They don't want to grow up spiritually and take responsibility and also um, do what the Lord expects them to do. Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned in Hebrews chapter five, that they were babes, they were children and they were unskilled and they were still on milk when they should have been mature and, mm-hmm. and eating solid food. And so we have that today. But I think if we really look at how Paul operated, Jesus operated, he really didn't give them much, mind them much attention, you know. So, for example, we have a saying that says the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So people, (laughs) you have a child that maybe acts up because the child wants attention. Yeah. Um, and, And we see that in the church even with people that are, just so wounded and so broken and we love those people and we want to help those people, but they also have to take responsibility for themselves. And, and so a lot of times those people, they'll grow up, but then I've seen people that, that never, they've never changed. I've been in particular churches and come back 10 years later and the same person is just as bad in terms of how they are doing, if not worse. And so, you know, and then they try to tell you, like, basically the gospel doesn't work. And I prayed God's not answering my prayers. He's not doing anything. And and so, like, what are you supposed to say to that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess I guess you're you're right. I mean, God's. God doesn't help people, you know, God doesn't have the power. I mean, come on. So, so we, we have to look at these people and spend time with those who really want to change, want to grow. And like when Paul went into the synagogues in the book of Acts and they would reject him, then he would take them, he would take the disciples into a house or, you know, like in Ephesus and Acts 19 to the school of Tyrannus. Mm-hmm. And he took the disciples. He withdrew the disciples. Now, think about that for a moment. That's like the equivalent today is like Paul goes to speak in a church 
And there's a group of people that are controlling things that don't want him there. Basically the leadership, the eldership, whatever it is. <laughs> but there's a hungry group of people in that church. They yeah. really want the truth, but it's not going to work because the elders, the leaders, whatever, aren't going to allow it to happen. So Paul goes down the road, we read in Ephesus, and the same thing happened in Corinth as well. And he takes the disciples with him. In other words, he takes the hungry remnant of people and he pours into them. And today, if we were to advocate such a strategy or approach, we'd be told, well, you split churches, you cause <laughs> That's so, true. When we read Jesus, that happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> the people were divided. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and he even said, I came not to bring peace, but a sword and division. And, and there's a place where the truth separates. It cuts and severs between those who really want the Lord and those who just want to be religious, those who want his kingdom and those who just want to be religious. And so I, the older I get, the more, I guess, I just don't have time to waste on, on that anymore. I, you know, let's go yeah. after, let's raise up the people that are hungry. And even as you said, there are people who maybe they're not in church or they are in churches, but they're just not getting discipled. Mm -hmm. They're not being equipped. And, you know, we need to help them. We need to pour in them as well, but they need to make a decision as well. Like where, should I go in order to really grow? And, and time mm -hmm. is too short mm -hmm. to be just wasting time, spinning our wheels, really not growing, really not changing. You know, well, I've been a part of this church for so many years, or I've been, you know, a leader in this church for so many years. There comes a point where you have to make a decision regarding what is best for you in terms of being able to grow your family and okay. to be able to fulfill your calling in ministry. Now, I just want to qualify, ministry isn't what happens in a church building. If you think, well, the pastor's not letting me preach or he's not letting me teach, therefore, look, you have 7.8 billion people in the world. You can go, everywhere you go is a ministry opportunity. What happens yes. in a church facility is such a small part of that. And we need to empower people to recognize they have a calling of God, whether they're work in a hospital, they're a lawyer, they're an entrepreneur, an executive, um, whatever they may be, they mm -hmm. have a calling and a ministry. And yes. we're here to help them fulfill that, encourage them, equip them to become like Christ and to be able to, to you know, excel in that calling, in that ministry. And but always pointing them back to Jesus. Jesus is ultimately the one who's going to give you wisdom. <laughs> yes. He's the one who's going to show you, um, you know, how to do it best. So, yeah, that is so true. So you heard that uh, Facebook family, you got to go back again to Jesus because there's so many things you see around and uh, the best way to get ourselves 
be yeah. in a right alignment of where God wants us to be is to go back again to Jesus. And yeah. he is the bottom line of things. And I like when you said, Glenn, about, uh, you know, this is happening in churches, I believe because of the spirit of religion and tradition. Yeah. Uh, we uh, become comfortable with tradition as well. And you know what it is, Glenn? Sometimes... Uh, it's even harder to speak amongst leaders or in the ministries that's been there for a long time and doing it because it works. It works for them in, in that regard and they were safe and this is the strategy. But look at how the world is. How are, how is this world advancing right now? Yeah. They, they leave the traditions behind. Yeah. You know, they leave the old phone system. Yeah. They leave the way, you know, we we do things now because it's advancing. Right. So the kingdom, if we say it is alive and living, then it should be advancing as well. Amen. And that means getting out of the old tradition. The traditions we were exposed before has already benefited <laughs> us to where we are now. Yeah. So not all traditions will work in the next season right. because things change and move and grows. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where sometimes that uh, I guess in the body of Christ that we're just familiar with traditions and it still works because people are still coming. But the now season, like you said, is to train and disciple and let everybody know that ministry is not just in the church, that you're going to speak, that you're going to be, uh, you know, just having the Sunday school, which I'm not saying is bad because I learned from that. Sure. I benefited from that. Sure. And that's how I got born again. And, right. and that is good. But as we mature also, I believe as leaders and believers yeah. and followers of Christ, we have to allow ourselves to be open with what's the new, not the new because it hasn't been. It's been, but it's just now getting right. revealed to us yeah. in this season. Yeah. Not before, not when I was, you know, 15 years old and things are changing. And I think uh, that is something now that a lot of uh, those who are in a kingdom mindset are really uh, trying to establish and break down the old yeah. mindset. And, and that requires openness in the spirit of the leaders, uh, open, yeah. not just narrow-minded mm -hmm. and be open. And that's how you receive revelation uh, when you mm -hmm. are open to the truth of what's happening in the world. Or we're going to be, uh, you know, I'm not going to say church is going to be left behind because his will will still be done. Uh, the bride will still be meeting. Uh, there will be consummation of time. And um, the spirit of religion, yeah, that still is hovering over the church uh, kind of mentality. Uh -huh. Even the world today has a different mindset of what a church is. Yeah. They haven't yeah. seen, yeah, they haven't really understood about the church <laughs> as it should be. 
So that is a challenge, not a challenge, but that is an assignment we have to do is to change the world's view of what church is and see that it is not just on the four walls, but it in in every aspect or areas of society, like you said, Glenn. Yeah. And some of the change uh, for it, it requires really drastic measures and radical yeah. um, steps of obedience. <laughs> some of it, you know, even the words that I use today, the language I use is very different than what I would use before. You know, I used to always mm-hmm. talk about, I'm coming to church. I'm going to church. Yes. Now I'm, I'm like, no, um, <laughs> you know, we talk about, and you see churches, they're called such and such community church. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not trying to, you know, ridicule or, or make light yes. of that. But what I'm saying is you can call yourself a community church, but are you active mm-hmm. in the community? And that's the question is rather than just expecting people to come to your building, um, are you out there as the people of God on mission? Mm-hmm. And certainly invite them to your your. Uh, worship services, your yes. gatherings, yes. your home groups, whatever you have, invite them for uh, a meal, you know, yes. to, and like Jesus did. And, but ultimately we have to move into a place that we are out there. And I think there's things we, we do um, as we are in the world, in society, in the community, you know, I, if you teach, for example, um, you're, you have people obviously that are, they're really your, your audience, your ministry focus, mm-hmm. but ultimately there's things we can do together as well. Like one of the churches I was at, uh, on the weekend during COVID-19 things were really bad in Montreal. Everything was locked down for a long time, but they were helping people. For example, they had, um, Hair, you know, they had um, people who who cut hair, hairstylists, who have salons in in their church, the family, but they they had no work for like over a year. They're not mm. allowed to cut hair, and so they basically so the church was helping them financially, getting them through this. But then there was a situation in the community where during COVID, someone went into a flower store and. They robbed the uh, owner of the flower store, took the money that was in the cash register and the church wow. found out about it. And they said, we're going to do something to help this woman. And so they go and ask her, Hey, are you the person who was robbed? And she's immediately like, yeah, why? What do you, do you know the person who did it? And he's like, no, 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 we're not here for anything like that. So we're here just because we want to help you. And the man, he asked her, like, how much was it you lost? And she didn't really want to tell him, but eventually she agreed and disclosed that. Mm -hmm. And then he gave her more than what she actually lost. And she was blown away. She said, why are you doing this? And she started to cry. And then she said, I know who you are. You're the pastor. Now, you got to remember in Montreal, it's tough being a believer. It's tough being a Christian. The government is really anti. Uh, they don't want churches. 
Okay. They're not giving land or property to churches or buildings anymore. Mm. And their zones are against that. It's really tough. So, but here they are making a difference in a community, reaching people, making a difference. And if we can do that yes, with our government leaders, you know, civil, whatever it may be, city, um, we can make a difference in our community. And that's what we're called to do and really see the, the body of Christ equipped. And yes, we need to come together to worship, yes. pray yeah. together, to, to do teaching, discipleship, all of that, to minister to one another in, with the gifts. But ultimately, we need to equip people to understand that while they're out there, they're on mission. And, and then we can be intentional and strategic and collaborate and do things together. Even if we had, can you imagine if we had 10 churches really start working together region you know or or a, a lot of believers just coming together and really that's what the kingdom community we're trying to do mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is really to bring the body of christ together more and more so we can have an impact in various places and we're doing that through training equipping teaching empowering resourcing uh we're we're also bringing together a network of people who are teaching on kingdom community television kingdomcommunity.tv if anyone wants to go and look sit and watch nancy <laughs> <laughs> go watch glenn and the other people in the There's community a lot of great people on there so yeah that's for sure but yes. anyway yeah we we need to i think what a powerful testimony is when people see us come together like that yes and what i really like about it is that uh, people got to see that nations are coming together. Different countries are coming together. Uh, the like-minded uh, people of God. And it shows some kind of unity and interconnection that... I like what you said about the foundation earlier anyway, that you know this is the foundation that we have to go back into is to have that foundation of a community that will allow others to have room and grow from that mm-hmm. foundation that all countries and nation, uh, whoever you are, but you have, you know, you have a calling from God. Then this is a platform that, you know, Glenn has helped me through this. He's been patient uh, about the broadcasting and it's a process, but let me tell you, it will bear fruit that, you know, you continue to be around people that helps you grow and nurture you. Yes. And that there's definitely going to be bearing fruit. And uh, I think this is really great to uh, get involved in a community, you know, a kingdom community. I'm not saying that, hey, there are other communities out there, but right. we are all pushing one, one mission and one vision here. You know, is to make disciples and go yeah. to all the nations and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God Amen. in power and in unity. That's when yeah. Jesus said that they will know that I am sent when they are united, like in John 17, uh, that they mm. may be one so that they will know that I am sent. And that is one way for all of us, uh, sons of God, to come together to uh, not just preach and 
you know, teach, but also to demonstrate we are uh, truly of God. Um, well, thank you, Glenn, for that. And I think um, we are already one hour and such good, so many things we could talk about, but I know uh, we have to watch for our time. And uh, if those of you who are interested in getting involved with Kingdom Community Global, I put the website there and please look into it and be a part of of that we're we're demonstrating a unity here in uh, the platform that was vested upon glenn uh glenn do you have any other things to say before we go well i just would say really make sure that you are growing it's really important that you're growing in terms of your um, walk with the Lord, with mm-hmm. your relationships. If you're married, you know that you're really nurturing that, growing your family, so important. And then also um, your ministry or your job, which is your ministry. Yes. Your, then, you know, are you really growing in, in that? Are you really learning how to use that to reach more people, to uh, generate wealth, for example, to help mm-hmm, mm-hmm. make the world a better place. We have a webinar coming up in early April, um, Kingdom Investors. It's all about helping people really see um, the spirit of, of prosperity come upon them, which is the favor of God, so that they can use their resources to advance the kingdom, help people, mm-hmm. that type of thing. So yeah, kingdomcommunity.global and kingdomcommunity.tv. But yeah, kingdomcommunity.global, sign up. You can become a member, be part. We have free, we have courses, we have webinars, masterminds, lots of great stuff coming up. And uh, of course, there's uh, broadcasters and teachers and fivefold ministers on kingdomcommunity.tv like Nancy and others. <laughs> and it's also, Glenn, it is a training ground. Let me tell you, it is a training ground. And I think we have to get the courage to step in um, and uh, get our feet on that to get more training through Kingdom Community uh, Global. There's so many things that uh, Glenn really are sending out there so we can all grow and learn more of the kingdom. Um, now, yeah. You know, I wanted to say something, Glenn. I'm sorry. I don't know why I have to say this. But, you know, in, in Canada, you said they're not allowed with churches and stuff like that. I just kind of heard in my spirit that I know it doesn't look good that we cannot be together and be church. But it was like, you know, God uses everything in our purpose and benefits. So I'm thinking yeah. when that happens, yeah. uh, it may be a one way of God to really send out the people uh-huh. to do and go out there in the street because yeah. he's showing that this is how the kingdom works. And you are now being equipped by experience and not just being in the church. So uh, because kingdom is moving and expanding, so what do you do if you can't go to church? And I think we discussed this before. Now is the time that, hey, you're going to be demanded of to do what you have learned inside the church that, you know, you are not really able to, to have a ground 
Like this one, you have no choice. I mean, you have a choice to gathering, but the physical uh, presence now get that out into the community. Uh, so that is how the kingdom really is getting pushed to advance as well. So all things work mm-hmm. together for good. Amen. Okay, Glenn. So thank you. And um, is it okay if we close in prayer? You know how we always want to receive and get imparted from what God has given to you uh, and that we receive it? Sure. Sure. I'd love to do that. Thank you. Yeah, Father, we just thank you in Jesus' name for the privilege to be able to steward the grace that you've given to us. Lord, we know the Holy Spirit is the spirit of grace. And right now, in Jesus' name, I pray for every person that yes. tuned into this, whether it's yes. a live or the uh, on-demand video, the replay. Lord, yes. I just pray, Father, for a stirring and a desire to really step Hallelujah. up and yes, to fulfill God. their purpose in your kingdom, Lord, their yes. kingdom assignment, Lord. Yes, As Nancy God. talks about knowing our assignment, knowing our identity. This is so yes. important, Lord. And yes. we pray that everyone who's watching would really be stirred Yes, and Father, God. we begin to seek you. Yes. We begin to seek you and allow you to move in their lives. Yes, Father, God. To be able to equip Hallelujah. them and train them and mature them, Lord. Yes, To the God. fullness of the stature of Christ Jesus, to be yes, like Jesus Lord. himself, and yes. to make a difference in this world, Lord. Yes. We pray for blessing, provision, and prosperity upon the lives of your people. Yes, In order Lord. to advance your kingdom, Lord, that they would excel in whatever yes. they put their hands to. Yes, Father, as you Lord. direct and lead them, Lord, yes, that they God. would clearly see your grace and your favor upon their lives. Bless their families. Yes, Help them Lord. to be strong spiritually, to hear your yes. voice clearly, Lord. Hallelujah. And just to be refreshed yes, on your Holy God. Spirit, Lord. Yes, God. We thank In you Jesus for your peace name. and your joy, In which Jesus is our strength. Name. And yes, we thank God. you, Lord, that this is the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, yes. manifests these things. For the kingdom of God is not just food and drink, the material, yes. but thank the you, interior Lord. qualities of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Yes. We thank you for this, Father, in Jesus' yes. name. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. And I agree. And thank you so much, Glenn. I appreciate you. Uh, we'll Likewise. see each other next time. Okay. Uh, and thank you. Thank you, and God bless you. Say hello to Lynn and all the Kingdom community uh, people. (laughs) I love you all. Thank you, Glenn, and God bless you, and we'll stay in touch. Thank you, Nancy. All right. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Glenn Blakeney, and I am really blessed right now. It's just good to be with like-minded people and be refreshed. I receive all what he said in prayer, and let it be so. Let it become real to us. Let it not just be words, but believe it and accept it. And um, while he was praying, I was hearing the word, you have something to contribute. Uh, It doesn't matter what it looks like in the eyes of the others around you. And do not despise even the small things that God has placed in you right now. Um, So thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Esther. And thank you, Auntie Floor, for watching. Uh, Pia and Jabu and Myra and all the others that has watched and stayed with us. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time here again on Kingdom House Download Tuesday uh, Testimony. Bye, everyone. 
for joining us today at the Kingdom Community. We trust that you are encouraged as a result of spending time with us. We exist to connect, equip, and send you out into the world to fulfill your destiny and advance the Kingdom of God. To learn more about the Kingdom Community, please visit our website, kingdomcommunity.global. Again, our website is kingdomcommunity.global. Together, we are better.